On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Friday, November 12th. Ian Cameron uh, with you. We'll have Andrew McGinnis with us momentarily, hopefully Jimmy Murphy as well. We're ready to break down the Friday uh, NHL card. We've got five games on tap uh, on this Friday edition of the show. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, last night was a massive uh, night of action in the NHL. Uh, you know, lots of big games, lots of fascinating matchups. Uh, we saw the uh, L.A. Kings shut out Ottawa 2-0, just a COVID-19 ravaged Ottawa Senators team. Uh, could barely field a competent roster. Lots of call-ups, lots of uh, players that are normally, you know, in the minors had to take uh, per- pertinent positions last night for that Senators team. Uh, they get shut out by the Kings 2-0. The Devils, El Diablo, man, they just keep on going here, the New Jersey Devils. A 4-0 shutout win uh, over the New York Islanders. What an impressive back-to-back set of victories that is for New Jersey. Uh, Florida earlier in the week, suddenly slumping Florida. We'll get to them in a sec. Uh, and of course, now the New York Islanders. So impressive stuff from the Devils. I mentioned Florida. Uh, they lose their third straight game, although they do collect a point in the loss this time around, a 3-2 a shootout loss here uh, to the uh, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, again, the Florida Panthers, their first little slump of the year. We'll see if they can uh, right the ship sooner rather than later. Washington shuts out two nothing. Uh, Detroit 2 nothing. Zach Fukali, uh, unexpected starting goalie for the uh, Capitals, and gets the shutout there. Halifax Mooseheads alumni. No doubt. Very impressive. Uh, this is a guy that's actually was drafted years ago. He's been bounced around from different teams. Uh, I'm starting to wonder if he's ever going to get a, a crack at the NHL again, in the NHL again. And he did last night, and he played uh, extremely well. Uh, 2 nothing for Washington in that uh, victory for the uh, Capitals. Nashville, uh, bad spot. Be damned. Uh, back-to-back on the road, no problem. Uh, they beat St. Louis 4-3. And we got to give David Riddick credit. A good game from him in net for the uh, Predators. Blues had their chances, but he held them at three, kept them there, and the Predators, two goals from Duchesne, including the overtime winner for the 4-3 win. Winnipeg beat San Jose 4-1. Nice, solid home victory for the Jets. Things continue to go from bad to worse for the Vancouver Canucks. They get romped by a Nathan McKinnon-less Colorado Avalanche team last night, uh, 7-1. Just an ugly game for Vancouver, and uh, they're definitely... Uh, soul searching following that game, starting a road trip, obviously on the worst foot possible. Vegas 3 2 win over Minnesota. They continue to find ways. Very impressive with all the uh, manpower that they're without still. And the Anaheim Ducks uh, uh, 7 to 4. You don't see the Ducks score seven goals very often, but uh, the Seattle Kraken certainly playing a lot more like an expansion team than the Vegas Golden Knights did uh, a few years ago. And another rough night. Uh, in between the pipes for Philip Grubauer, who continues to have his struggles in his uh, first year with Seattle after uh, leaving Colorado and signing 
uh, with the uh, Kraken uh, in the offseason. But an ugly loss at home for uh, Seattle as Anaheim takes care of business and puts a seven spot. And yes, thank you for the kind words from Cheshire Cat in our YouTube chat saying Troy Terry, uh, one of my goal scorer prop calls last night for Anaheim. Yes, uh, I did bet that one. I recommended it on the show. So great to see that cash in. Troy Terry, certainly one of the uh, most uh, you know, productive, prolific goal scorers going right now for Anaheim. He's been one of their best goal scorers lately, and he continued uh, last night in the win against Seattle. We've got Andrew with us. Andrew, welcome in. Good to have you back. Hopefully your voice is sounding a little bit better today. Uh, what did you think of last night? Yeah, I, you know, I just want to apologize uh, for not being on. Um, you, you know I want to be here on, if I can. I was back with you for a day. We broke down. I think it was three day, three games, but yesterday would have been tough, man. <laughs> a lot of games yesterday, so I apologize. Uh, I'll be back with you on the weekend, of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, this is the, the we're, we're entering that part of the season now where – there's no more flukes, you know. We got to tip our hats to El Diablo, like you said. The Devils, Jack Hughesless, you know, they're they're playing well. Um, the Ducks, I think everybody was wondering what that price was with the Seattle crack, and the Ducks get it done. How about those Canadians? They get it done. Uh, it seems like everybody and their cousin yes. were on the on the Flames yesterday, and uh, the Habs get a good performance. So nice to see. Um, how about that magic number of three? And it dates back to the last year in the playoffs for the Montreal Canadiens. If you notice, most games they lose is when they're scoring less than three goals. You give Jake Allen or Carey Price three goals, and they usually they're winning the hockey game. So it's really interesting to see. Uh, I don't know if you saw those, those graphics that were up on TSN, but it's quite interesting. You know, if the Canadians score at least three goals, more often than not, they're winning their games. But uh, yeah, Nashville, that game's interesting. Florida, Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I bet you I could have a team that I bet on against the junior B team in a shootout and the junior B team would win in the shootout because I can't win a shootout game to save my life. Uh, so that's frustrating for me. But uh, yeah, other than that, it was a pretty good night. I had Edmonton. I had Edmonton plus 120. How about that third period? Leon yes. Dreisaitl. Uh It seems with me, if he's going to score a goal in a game, he's going to score two. This guy can't score one goal in a game. He has to keep scoring two. But uh, yeah, it was a great game. A great day yesterday of hockey. And uh you know, I'll tell you, I, I continue to to do better on these smaller slates. Let's try and do it today. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can hone in more on a few fewer number of games and actually do better. Uh, you get more uh, opportunity to really analyze it and dissect it, and you sometimes have some uh, as good, if not better, success with those smaller cards compared to the bigger ones. And yeah, I've omitted those two games. Great win for Montreal. Again, like they desperately needed it uh, against Calgary, uh, and it was good to see you know guys you need to contribute step up and contribute last night uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Brendan Gallagher finally got on on the uh, scoreboard. Suzuki continues to play a little bit better offensively lately. So a good win there for Montreal. And yes, Edmonton, we were shocked. Jimmy couldn't believe it. I know he had Edmonton in regulation at plus 190 as his best bet on the show uh, yesterday. And that's Jimmy Murphy. That tells you he's no Bruin homer. He's going to tell it like it is when it comes to the Boston Bruins. And he said defensively, their transition defense is bad right now. They're soft in their own zone, breaking down in coverage, not taking their guy out in front of the net. Uh, you know, they're not knocking people down. They're not tying up sticks in the slot area. All those little things you got to do defensively, which the Bruins have done for years, they're struggling with that right now. That's Toronto and Edmonton this week. Two of the better offensive teams in the league lighting up the Bruins. So mm. there's definitely some concerns with them defensively right now well the Bruins haven't really beaten anybody yet they had that one win against Florida in bounce back situation but 
Well, my question to you, uh, great timing for Jimmy here, and I'm happy to hear he was uh, – yes. I mean, Jimmy's never he afraid to He heard us talking go, about the Bruins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Jimmy, out. I've always respected – he knows that he's never afraid to go against the Bruins. But, I mean, how much do you guys think, from an odds perspective, the line was the way it was because they were at the Garden? I mean, that's kind of the way I thought about it. I mean, to me, it was an instant bet on the Oilers. You know, it's kind of like I don't like to always sound like the odds maker type of guy, but like you give me a plus 120 on the Oilers, I'm taking them against most teams in the league, let alone a Bruins team that hasn't really impressed me that much this season so far. And was struggling defensively and a penalty kill that was struggling as well going into that game against the best power play in the NHL, hands down so far this year has been the Edmonton Oilers. What, 50% efficiency? You're close to it. That's unreal. That's incredible for a one-month sample size to be capitalizing and converting on happier power plays. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's in unreal production with the man advantage for the Oilers. And uh, yeah, it, it was a head scratcher. And sometimes the head scratchers, you pay the price for falling in and betting the head scratcher line. That was not the case last night. We bet the head scratching line on Edmonton and we were rewarded for it. Uh, Jimmy thoughts on last night. Oh, you're muted, Jimmy. Rookie mistake. Hey, basically, I mean, everything you guys are just saying there, right? that, that was to me, you load up on that. If, if, you're lo- if you're paying attention, you're watching the games every night, you're reading up, you're doing your research, you know that the Bruins defense, team-wide defense, not just the blue line, the Bruins defensive game is a hot mess right now. And, and you get a guy like McDavid or Drysettle coming in, the Oilers, the high-flying Oilers, they're going to feast on that. And that's exactly what they did in that third period. And you know, Brandon Carlo called it the worst period of his uh, career. Well, I mean, I guess, but, you know, what do you expect? If, you, if you're going to go out there and force plays and be all cutesy with the puck against a team like Edmonton, well, you're going to pay for it. So, you know, I, I look at it and I just say, duh, that was a gimme for us right now. So I hope everyone out there jumped on the Oilers because, you know, as it goes on and people start to learn what these teams are about and who's who, you're not going to get those gifts like that. And we've, we've been saying that all week. And I think we're going to get to the point here as American Thanksgiving approaches that, you know, the odds makers are going to start to finally realize, hey, what are we doing basing everything on Bruins history for the last decade being a team, to, you know, great team defense. They're going to realize this is what the Bruins are now. And we have to uh, adjust to that and make the line appropriate. So get on it while you can, folks. The Bruins defense is a mess. Keep betting the overs. And if they play a team like Edmonton, bet against them. No question about that. Definitely something to uh, keep in mind here uh, moving forward. This Bruins uh, blue line is just not resembling what we've seen from them, certainly uh, in additions of the Bruins past. No question about that. All right, let's go to Friday's slate. Five games. We'll start it off with the Washington Capitals and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Washington minus 130 to minus 135 road favorites. Five and a half the total uh, here in this game. Second of back-to-back games here for the uh, Washington Capitals. They played against Detroit last night. A 2 to nothing shutout, as we mentioned. Zach Fucali, surprise starter, uh, NHL debut, gets the 21-save uh, shutout against the uh, Detroit Red Wings last night. Uh, because keep in mind, Vitek Vanacek was uh, initially uh, going to be in net last night for the uh, Capitals, and it uh, didn't turn out that he was uh, good to go. So they ended up going with uh, Fucali instead. And boy, a uh, very solid performance and a special night. Uh, for him in net for the Capitals. We'll see if they can uh, keep the winning ways going tonight against uh, Columbus. We have no confirmation yet who's going to be in between the pipes for uh, Washington. We know it won't be Banachek, 
Uh, he's out just like he was last night, undisclosed issue. Uh, and Fukali started last night, so you would think Ilya Samsonov uh, is going to be the uh, goaltender here tonight for the uh, Washington Capitals. And look, he's kind of had a shaky start to the year. 2.9 goals against 8.93 save percentage. Not great by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, let's give the Jackets credit. 7-3 and three to begin the season. Um, Columbus, I wasn't sure uh, they'd have a very solid year, but they've definitely had a solid start. And they won the three in a row coming into this game, beating New Jersey, beating Colorado twice uh, in impressive fashion. Five uh, four, of course, last week, and then they returned the favor with a four two win over Colorado uh, on Saturday. And a lot of rest here for the Jackets. One of those weird scheduling quirks where they've got almost a full week from the game they played against Colorado at home, which was their last game to this one. So it's definitely a scheduling edge for the Jackets here uh, in this game. Uh, I, I'm not involved in the side. The one thing that I do like in this game is probably Washington's team total over a little bit because I'm getting two and a half. I'm seeing three and a half in some spots. So I'll go with the three and a half, probably at a plus price. I just don't trust Jonas Corposalo. It's as simple as that. He's in net tonight for the uh, Blue Jackets. His numbers have not been good. His goals saved above average numbers are shaky as well, and he has a 3.43 goals against average and a 905 save percentage. He's allowed seven goals in his last two starts. So it's been a rough go for Corpus Salo in net. That's the only fly in the ointment tonight for Columbus. They're the rested team. They're playing good hockey. They've won three in a row, but I don't trust Corpus Salo. He has not been good in between the pipes here for this Jackets team. So with that in mind, I think I'll lean a little bit to the uh, Washington team total. I will bet that for something. Washington team total over. You can get a nice plus 120 to plus 125 on that. Uh, Washington team total over three and a half. That was my best bet the other night against Buffalo. Not best bet tonight, but I will be on that. Capitals team total over. Lean to the over two because Samsonov, I'm not sure what we'll get from him. And the Jackets have been scoring lately. So we'll lean to the Capitals team total over and the over full game. I'll have small plays on both of those tonight in this matchup. Andrew, your thoughts here. Jackets, Capitals. I like the Capitals here. Uh, I think it's uh, one of those spots. You've got a, some key guys out for the cap, uh, for the Blue Jackets. And to me, I think that uh, rust is a factor when you look at rest. You know what I mean? I think that three days off is a great amount of days. When you're off for more than four or five days, you, that, that's five days you haven't played an NHL hockey team. You've played, you've practiced, you know, not a game talking about practice and it's not the same you know what i mean it's just it's just not the same and uh the reason why that uh they haven't played in that many days is because they were expected to be in europe um but i believe that's no longer that was no longer the case because of covid that's right um, that's the reason yes yeah. so that's that's a factor so i what the motto i've kind of been using for this game is rust not rest and i'm back in a team that Let's be honest here. Zachary Fucali, uh, I watched him uh, win the Mem Cup and and uh, the President's Cup here in Halifax last a uh, couple of years ago. He got the shutout for the Capitals last night. He had 23 saves. The Capitals dominated that game. I mean, hats off to him. Real happy for him. But it doesn't really seem like it was a tireless game for the Capitals by any means. And they're eight and two their last ten back to back games. So I'm back in this team. I think that. Uh, I've cashed some decent plus tickets on uh, uh, the Blue Jackets this season so far, but I, I don't think it's a good spot for them. And I think that uh, the funny thing is tickets are coming in on on, on the Columbus, but I think it, it, the back to back spot doesn't bug me here for for uh, for Washington. Yeah, it's uh, well, I, and by the way, I like Ovechkin at a rare quiet night for Ovi. 
last night. And that usually doesn't happen two nights mm-hmm. in a row, at least not this year. It, not this year has it happened two nights in a row. So, you know, you're obviously not never going to get a great bargain with Ovi to score, but minus 120 is certainly interesting look here. Uh, you might see him find the back of the net. And again, with this Jackets team and Corpus Salo, he's had a tough time keeping the puck out of the net. Again, last two starts, he's given up seven goals. And to Alan's point in the chat, I get it. They've won games with Corpus Salo, but they've had to score goals in those games. It's not because he was shutting the door. So uh, they have given him some run support to steal a baseball term. Uh, when he's been in uh, net this year for the uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, no question about that. Bjorkstrand's the guy I would go with for Columbus. This guy is feeling it right now. I think you could look toward him at plus to play. You're still getting plus 200 and even better than that price at some other books as well. So Oliver Bjorkstrand definitely for the uh, Jackets if you're going to look toward a Columbus goal scorer prop tonight, in my opinion. Jimmy, what do you like here, Washington, Columbus? Yeah, I kind of thinking the same thing as Andrew when we're, you know, when he was talking about it, I just saw the Bruins go through that as well. I mean, they they played like maybe three games in the first two weeks of the season. Uh, you know, and obviously I think all these teams, it kind of throws them out of whack, right? Because they're trying to get into a groove and get into the season and, and get in a rhythm again after the, you know, the off the wall, upside down schedule they've lived for the last year and a half due to COVID. So um, I think it is kind of throwing some teams for a loop and, it would be better for these teams to get these breaks later in the season, but it is what it is, and they'll have to deal. But I think that affects Columbus tonight. I think they are rusty. I think the Capitals will come in a lot of momentum. They really want to get that win for Fukali last night, and they did. That was a good team bonding thing. I saw their locker room celebration after. I think they come in and just steamroll the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I'm going Jimmy Puckline right out of the gate here. Uh, give me the minus one and a half, and I'm going to take the over in the first period as well. There you go. All right. So over one and a half first period uh, with Washington Columbus. Uh, that is uh, minus 110 and also liking the uh, Capitals on the puck line minus one and a half plus 175. Uh, you can get with the Capitals here uh, on the puck line. All right. Next up, we've got Edmonton Buffalo. Uh, we've got the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, by the way, Dom Ricci in our chat. Thanks. To, good to see him. A, a great friend of mine. Uh, we've met in person before. Uh, Long time. Uh, follower, watcher, viewer of shows that I'm on. So appreciate Dom Ricci being with us in the, our YouTube chat here. Uh, Edmonton and Buffalo. Uh, we've got Edmonton minus 170 uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Oilers and Sabres back-to-back situation for the Oilers here after uh, last night's win against the uh, Boston Bruins. So, you know, from a value standpoint, you go from Edmonton, you know, getting a good plus 120, plus 125 against Boston. Now you got to lay a buck 75 with them here. Uh, on the road against Buffalo in a negative spot. So I will not be back on the Edmonton side tonight. Now they could very easily win this game because uh, Buffalo's lost five in a row here, struggling mightily. And, and look, they've gone over the total four straight games. Why? Because now they're starting to concede and give up the goals I thought they would coming into the year. I mean, they gave up five to San Jose, five to Seattle, four to Detroit, five to Washington. Uh, that defense I didn't think was going to be great at all this year. Probably one of the worst defenses. That's what I thought for Buffalo coming into the year. Didn't look that way early, but they're starting to struggle again, keep the puck out of their own net. Uh, Dustin Tokarski will be in between the pipes tonight for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. And look, his numbers aren't great, but it's mostly been or just as much the play in front of him as opposed to his own performance in between the pipes. And on the flip side, we've got for the second time this week, he's going to get the nod in net for the Oilers. Stuart Skinner! Stuart Skinner for the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, in between the pipes here for Edmonton. Uh, in whenever I hear that, Ian, I just want to go watch the Simpsons. Whenever, whenever That's you right. do that, I just want to go watch the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I know. I got a Simpsons itch now. I got a got a uh, binge watch and marathon the Simpsons now after uh, doing that. You're right. I've got that. I get that feeling too. Like I got to watch a Simpsons episode now. But no, there's no doubt that uh, Skinner was actually okay to be honest in in the game against Detroit. More than okay, he kept the Oilers in the game for as long as possible, and then the floodgates finally opened. Uh, against him for Detroit in the second and in the third period of that game, which the Red Wings won 4-2. But now Buffalo's seen, you know, him play the other. They're going to have, you know, obviously video, and, and they're going to have an opportunity for their scouting team to look at Skinner's tendencies now after the game he played against Detroit and maybe find some weaknesses, find some vulnerabilities uh, in his game. So uh, when it all – I think you kind of sense where I'm going here in this game, and that's the over uh, with Edmonton and Buffalo tonight. Uh, and look, Edmonton has been trending over as well. Buffalo, like I said, four straight to the over. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers have gone over for their last five games. And when you look at this Oilers team, five, five, six, the one game against Detroit, they got shut down, held to two, and then they bounced back with five goals last night. And by the way, the Sabres penalty kill, they've given up three power play goals in their last two games. Not good if you're about to go up against the best power play in the NHL right now. So I like over the total here, Oilers and Sabres. Andrew, what's your thoughts on this game? Very similar thoughts to you. I like the over. Uh, you know, it's a talented team. Uh, from the Oilers, we saw what they did in the third period. Let's be honest. I mean, I can come in here and pat myself on the chest and and, and Jimmy with that great regulation call, but the Bruins were winning the game. So they had two or three leads in that game. So the Oilers didn't really dominate that game until the third period. Um, so I think the Oilers won a game, put up five goals in a game where it wasn't even one of their best games. You know, they, they, they could do better against the Buffalo team. That's going to be a lot easier um, to go up and down the ice against. And I think Buffalo can score some as well. So I'm on the over here in this back-to-back for Edmonton. All right. Like in the over as well, Andrew, with Oilers and the Sabres. Jimmy, what do you like here, Edmonton, Buffalo? I'm going to jump on it too, boys. We're all on the over. Lots of goals tonight. All right, Edmonton-Buffalo over. Uh, there's a couple goal score props we're looking at as well in this game because I think it'll be one of those good games for point props and goal score props for players. I like Yessa Pugliarvi for Edmonton, plus 240. Good value. He's getting his chances. He scored a beauty of a breakaway goal against Detroit uh, earlier this week. Uh, plus 240, good value there. For the Buffalo Sabres, he's leading them in ice time. He's getting a lot of minutes. He's getting a lot of chances. And he's actually a guy that's uh, stepped up and, and been able to produce not only goals, uh, but points. You look at what he's done lately for the uh, Sabres, five points in the last seven games, including a couple of goals. He's getting more responsibility. He's going to be their number one center, or at least projected to be in their starting lineup tonight. And that's Tage Thompson uh, for the Buffalo Sabres, plus 250 for him to score a goal tonight. So there you go. Uh, Pooley Arvey for the Oilers and Tage Thompson uh, for the uh, Buffalo uh, Sabres. couple goal score props. So look, we had Terry last night. Even point Anaheim. Army to get a point, Ian, too. Yep. His, his, the price on him to get a point is actually still pretty good. You know, and some of these guys are like up there, minus 160, 180, 200. So, Pugliarvi, you look at his line mates. What are they? What are their prices to get a point? You know, what, what, what's a guy like McDavid to get a point every night? What, a minus 220 <laughs> just to get on the board? Well, I'll give it just from a goal scorer prop standpoint. He's going to play with Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman tonight. Yes, Apuli Arvi and uh, McDavid in some books is around even money or, or you know minus one ten, minus one twenty, even in some spots to score a goal. Hyman's plus one fifty or so in most books to score a goal. And yes, Apuli Arvi is you know plus two fifty, plus two forty in that range. So there you go. There's a difference. He's getting. He's on the top line too. 
just like those other two guys are, Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman. So again, that's those are the props I just love. When you know you get the third wheel, they, they think the weak link of a certain you know first line or a second line, and he's not really a weak link. He's a very good player, and he's certainly had a career resurgence here, his second t- tour duty here with Edmonton. Uh, but you can get better prices, definitely. And uh, that stands out here with Pooley-Arvey for sure uh, in this one. All right, Calgary and Toronto. We've got the uh, Leafs minus 185 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. This is now turning into a, for this Calgary team, uh, a bunch of these games where, you know, they've played well enough to win lately. And unlike early in the year on that torrid five and one road trip they had, uh, or they, uh, it was a five and zero oh road trip they had last week when they beat Philly and they beat or they beat Pittsburgh, they beat Jersey, they beat the Rangers, they beat Washington, and they were finding ways to win games. And then they return home. Uh, they beat Philly uh, in the first game of that homestand. And then they outplay Nashville, but lose. They outplay Dallas, but lose. Uh, they outplay uh, San Jose, uh, but lose the other night. Uh, last night was a lot more even game, but again, another close game and found a way to lose to the Montreal Canadiens four to two last night. So this Calgary team, you know, maybe some. Uh, you know, things just they're not finding that extra uh goal when they need it. They're not getting that extra save suddenly from Jacob Markstrom either uh when they need it uh either. And that we certainly saw that on display uh, last night in the game against Montreal. Uh it looks like because this is a back to back, I would expect uh Dan Vladar to be in net tonight for the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh and I think that is something to keep him in an eye on here because Vladar and Net, and I believe both of his starts have gone over the total. Uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames this year uh, when he's been in between the pipes. So keep an eye. I definitely remember that Jersey game. He was in net, and that game ended 5-3 uh, in favor of the uh, Calgary Flames. So, you know, he is someone that, you know, has started minimal amount of games going back to his Boston Bruins days. Jimmy Murphy knows uh, Dan Vladar uh, quite well. So we'll see how he fares. He hasn't been confirmed. You know, we could easily see Markstrom again here, but – uh, I get the sense it's probably, if I had to guess. I, I would go back to Markstrom, guys, because yeah. you look at Calgary right now, four to the last five all of a sudden they've lost. Yes. And like you said, they're not finding ways to win, whereas they were before. Well, they didn't need to find many ways. They were just more dominant, but they're not yep. finding ways to win. And, you know, look, if you start Markstrom tonight, I was just looking at their schedule. They don't play again until Sunday, so you can you can put Vladar in then. And, and Markstrom still gets four days rest until next Tuesday, theoretically. So – Interesting to see what Sutter does. I'm not so sure it's going to be him and Nett, but if it is, I'm with you. Take the over. Yeah, and that, that is what I'm looking at. Is five. Now, look, these Toronto games, this is not that same dead nuts over team. It's not even close. Yeah. They're solid no. defensively. And the thing that concerns me is Jack Campbell is lights freaking out at home in this building. Yeah. He has been magnificent for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that's concerning. Can Calgary find the back of the net against this guy who has been absolutely terrific? You know the number one goalie in the league right now? Goal saved above averages. It's Jack Campbell. It's Jack Campbell. He, which means this is no well, new contract for next year, by the yes. way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Which, uh, so I don't want to hear, oh, he's just on a good little groove here. He's in his zone. He, eventually he'll, he'll wear down or he'll fall apart or he won't play yeah. as well. Well, that stat, GSAA, is the best measure of the goalie you could have because it yeah, measures man. high danger chances, grade A quality chances. And it really measures how good a goalie is against those premium scoring opportunities. And he's the best goalie in the NHL against those opportunities right now, based on that goals saved above average statistics. So he's been magnificent. He so he deserves he's been a lot more credit. Yeah. He, yeah he, I mean, he's 29. I know he's a, he's, it's took, taken a while for him to find his spot in the NHL, but Hey, 
I can never doubt that with a goalie. Goalies take a while to develop, guys. And obviously, covering the Bruins for the last 20 years, I saw a certain goalie who uh, blossomed at a very late age uh, <laughs> that became very dominant and brought the Stanley Cup here. So I'll never doubt a goalie, no matter what his age. Yeah, and by the way, the Leafs have good news. John Tavares is likely returning uh, to the lineup here tonight uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames. He missed the game Wednesday night against the Flyers. But uh, like I say, kind of the same thing we saw in a lot in NBA, NHL, you name it. Rally the troops. Everybody steps up. Without no captain against the Flyers the other night. No problem. The Leafs got it done in that game. This is a tough spot from a side perspective because I think Toronto plays well tonight. They've certainly got the schedule advantage. Calgary on a back-to-back. Uh, but I'm not going to lay the price with Toronto. I'm certainly not going to take Calgary, though, either, because they're st- sort of starting to regress a little bit and go back in the other direction. I'm going to stick with the over, and I will probably like the over more, especially if it's Dan of Ladar and Net tonight for the Flames, and I get that feeling uh, it will be him. Andrew, any thoughts here? Calgary, Toronto. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's it's definitely it's definitely time to give some credit to the Maple Leafs for some defensive ability they've shown, and um you know, when they have some mishaps and they have some, you know, bad defensive uh, errors, it's very apparent. I mean, you see Justin Hall make some mistakes. You see some of these guys back there like Muzzin. But other than that, they they really have sharpened it up. And if anybody needs to give them credit for that, it's me <laughs> because I'm always giving them a hard time. So um, I think that's definitely been the biggest key for them. And, and we all talk about how with this Maple Leafs team, that's been the biggest thing for them to sharpen up. Uh, we I talk about all the time road and home splits for teams. Calgary had that great road start, but Jimmy makes a great point. I mean, you have to realize that all of a sudden after a great start, it, it hasn't been so nice for this Calgary team. I mean, what was it? Uh, wasn't it Calgary that we were joking around about went out and got drunk and then and they still won? That was the Calgary, right? That so, was Calgary against New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, yeah. they jumped so, on the Devils. Yeah, yeah. So here we are on a different road trip now. And and looking at all in the second game in, this is actually a decent road trip here, and we'll, we'll see them go back. But I don't think it's a good spot. I think they lose again. I think the Maple Leafs. I think they're getting a good price. I, I'd still probably take them in regulation, but uh, the Leafs have looked good. And I'm trying to find this right now. Uh, here we go. Uh, the core four have scored 16 of their last 17 goals for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Incredible. And I always say that they live and die by the core four. And of course, that's, that's Nylander, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, for those that are wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That four, those four players, 16 of their last 17 goals. And with a Calgary team on the second half of the back-to-back, maybe this is even a game where some of the depth pieces start scoring for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I've been up and down on the total, so I'll stay off here. But I think the Leafs get it done. I might even make a, a, a two-teamer um, tonight with the Maple Leafs and uh, and the Oilers, and just parlay those two teams together. There you go, Toronto and Edmonton. That that I'm sure that will be a popular look for uh, NHL bettors who are into parlays tonight, for sure, uh, looking toward uh, both of those teams. I want to mention a couple guys outside. Like It's not a surprise that, guess oh, guess who the leaders in shots on goal are for the Leafs? Oh, yeah, Nylander, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, uh, in that order uh, for them. But here's a couple guys that you want to keep an eye. I'm talking about guys, maybe not tonight. You could bet them if you want, but keep an eye on these guys because they're getting the shots. They're getting the chances to score goals, but the puck's not going in for them. And that is Andre Kasha, Pierre Engvall uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Kasha has 34 shots on goal this year, fifth on the team. Engvall sixth on the team in shots on goal with 32, but Kasha only has two goals and Engvall only has one goal. 
these guys are going to find the back of the net at some point. In fact, Kasha did find the back of the net against Philly on Wednesday night. He scored one of the goals that night. So these are the value goal scorer prop players right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs. These guys that are high volume shots on goal players, getting the looks, getting the chances, getting the opportunities, but just not finishing right now. They're getting the looks, they're getting those chances, and you can get the likes of Kasha, you can get the likes of Pierre Engvall in terms of goal scores. You can get plus 600 on Engvall. You can get plus 400 on uh, Andre Kasha tonight. I'm going to sprinkle just a little bit. You know, Calgary team that's for the on the road, second, second road game in a row, a little fatigue on the defense, maybe Vladar in net. You could see these guys maybe find the back of the net. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with you. It could be a night where we see those depth pieces score. You know, I rattle off that number, 16 last 17 goals for the Leafs have been from the core four, but it could be a night that we start seeing those depth pieces. And to your point, Ian, because those top four players score so many goals, you get great value on the other guys, you know, the, from the prop betting market. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, with Kasha and with um, uh, Engvall tonight, a plus 400 at Kasha, plus 600 for Engvall. That is definitely going to the bargain bin shopping with your uh, goal scorer props tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like here? Flames and Leafs. Well, before I get to that, just to stay on these props, one thing I would look at, and I, I don't have it right in front of me, Ian, but um, is Tyson Berry. Uh, I noticed when he played the Bruins and then I watched them uh, the last couple games after that too. He's, he's racking up a lot of shots. So maybe bet on some shots on goal for Tyson Berry. He might get some good value. Who knows? Maybe he pots one in. I'm sure you're going to get some great value there. So a guy to keep an eye on there that is really, you know, I think tighten up his defensive game, but he's also trying to create that offense that they know he can. Uh, as far as the game goes, I, a lot of it depends. I'm going to have to wait um, in terms of the side and the overrun. I'm just going to wait on this one. It's going to be more of a last minute or an in-game betting for me. Depends on who the goalie is for me, because I really do think it makes a difference if it's Markstrom or Vladar. I definitely go over if it's Vladar. I definitely go under if it's Markstrom, because a Markstrom versus Campbell, Markstrom coming off kind of an off game, you know, wanting a little redemption. I could sense a goaltending battle getting on between the two of them if that's the matchup. So this is something I'll wait until later uh, to jump on. All right, good stuff there. And uh, Jimmy Lichen maybe in the Edmonton-Buffalo game, Tyson Berry uh, overshots on goal. So look for that maybe. Berry with the Oilers tonight. Uh, you're right, yeah. high volume. Just kind of like Ekblad, they're Fox for the Rangers. So many of these defensemen that, you think, oh, defensemen, they don't, they're not going to shoot it and make have a ton of shots on goal. Oh, yes, they will. In fact, these days in the NHL, uh, if you've got a uh, good ability to skate, move the puck, shoot the puck, you're shooting the puck more than ever as a blue line or as a defenseman. So defenseman shots on goal props are often uh, good value uh, bets there in terms of uh, props uh, tonight uh, or anytime, really, if you can find those defensemen that will shoot the puck with regularity. All right, we got Philadelphia and Carolina next up. Carolina minus 175 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. It's an interesting spot here uh, with uh, Carolina uh, coming off a huge, huge game against Tampa Bay. It was a big, big win. I mean, it's one regular season win, but you beat the team that knocked you out in the playoffs last year. It's a big division rivalry. Uh, those two teams are going to be going back and forth, head-to-head all year, and Carolina gets a 2-1 to -one overtime win against the Lightning in their last game. Certainly, they're playing outstanding hockey, 10-1 and -one on the year. Uh, terrific start, and really, they've been getting goals from all four lines. Uh, this year, this Carolina team, which has been great to see, uh, their defensive play has been uh, outstanding, but you know, they are starting to mount a couple key injuries, you know, Nino Niederreiter, they've missed him for a while. Brett Pesci on the blue line 
may not suit up, and he's missed the last two games. And uh, Martin Natchez uh, as well, who's had uh, a really nice couple of years here uh, for the Hurricanes. He's also uh, questionable uh, due to an illness tonight uh, for this game. So they could be without a couple of key players uh, tonight, the Hurricanes, in this one. Uh, Freddie Anderson will be a net on the flip side. Philadelphia shut out by the Leafs 3-0 uh, in their last game. And I'll say this about the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. They've been good off a loss. You know, 5-3 for Philly against Edmonton after they lost to Florida, after they got shut out and blanked by Calgary. What did they do the next game? Now, it was Arizona, uh, their opponent, but they still bounced back from that loss and shut out the Coyotes 3-0. Uh, to nothing. So we have seen this team, you know, off a loss, step up, play a lot better. I don't want to say you're shocker of the night or anything, but I think there's, there's, there's reasons to kind of like Philly in this spot. I might even sprinkle a couple bucks on it. I think they got the potential, at least in this spot, to be a live dog. You've got a couple key guys out here for Carolina. Haven't played since that win, which took place early in the week. That was a uh, th Tuesday game uh, against Tampa. Uh, Philly, again, has responded well in games following a defeat this year. So, you know, it's not going to be my best bet, but I'm going to put a few bucks on Philly here at this price. Uh, look, they're a great team. They're 10-1, and one, great start. I have nothing but good things to say about the Carolina Hurricanes, but they're not going to go 81-1. and one. You know, they're going to lose some games here and there, and this is one of those spots where I just don't love it for the Hurricanes tonight. Andrew, your thoughts here, Philly and Kakalaki. Yeah, you know, I, I've kind of been hating on Philadelphia this year, and they, they kind of made me look bad. You know, I hated on them at the start of the season. I said they didn't really have much depth, and their star players kept on uh, playing well. And... You know, I'm not a huge trends guy, but you look at what uh, Toronto did against Philadelphia in Philly. I watched quite a bit of the press conference there from uh, a lot of the players, coaching staff. I, I just think it, it might be it might be a back to earth type of thing here for Philly. I, I don't even really think they're that strong of a team. I, I think they're going to fall down, and I think that uh, their defensemen have probably been playing over their means a little bit. So. Uh, I think I like Carolina here in regulation to get it done. I think Philadelphia loses two straight. Right. Yeah. I mean, definitely based on what we've seen from these two teams, it's hard to make a case against Carolina. And I was on them against Tampa. I was a slight road underdog the other night, but uh, it's just one of those. You've been around the NHL a lot. Like, well, not been around, but I've watched NHL a lot. I've been betting NHL for 10 years. And you just get these pity your gut feels sometimes that it's just a, a game where I don't I, I don't know if I fully trust like if Carolina brings their a game it's it's good night Philadelphia it's as simple as that but uh the question is will we get it tonight in this spot but uh I, I I don't I don't fault you I don't fault you for liking Carolina here in regulation they've been that good and that impressive for the Hurricanes and the Flyers are gonna have to bring it if they're gonna uh, get the job done here Jimmy what do you like here Flyers Canes what I like is a lot of goals in this uh, game, guys. I, I think we're going to see a first period over and over total. Those will be my plays. I think it could go either way. I mean, I can see what you're saying, Ian, with Philly. I, I think they could go in there and sneak one by them, but I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, you know, Philly's transition game has been a lot better lately, so watch that. Keep an eye on that, and that's why I think we're going to get some offense in this. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that uh, in terms of the over here, just because of five and two in the last seven meetings uh, over the total between the Flyers and the Hurricanes. So it's certainly trended that way. Uh, you look at Carolina, they're off a low scoring game. And uh, when they've been off low scoring games, they had they had an over against uh, Columbus. They had a couple unders, but then they had an over against Chicago They had an under against Arizona. And then they had another over. So they haven't had too many consecutive unders in a row. Uh, more often than not, there's a little bit more uh, offensive 
production when Carolina's off a lower scoring game, which they obviously were against Tampa Bay the other night. So no argument with that uh, over the total there. Uh, next up, Arizona-Chicago, the final game on this Friday NHL slate. Chicago minus 210 to minus 220. Home favorites, 5.5 the total in this one. Uh, this is definitely the one where I probably won't be betting anything until I, if I find something in-game. Maybe if Arizona, maybe it's asking a lot for Arizona to get the first goal uh, against anybody right now with the way they're playing. Uh, but... Um, if they do, maybe you get a better number with Chicago. Right now, Chicago's a firmly bet on or pass team for me right now. We've seen the uptick in energy uh, since Derek King took over behind the bench last weekend uh, for the Blackhawks. They've won two games in the since he uh, took over after the uh, firing of Jeremy Colleton. Uh, they beat uh, Nashville. A uh, 2-1 in overtime, a Nashville team that's playing pretty good right now. Uh, and then Pittsburgh, and we just saw them beat Florida last night. Chicago beat them in a shootout 3-2. So what's been impressive for me is that they've played better defensively, uh, and it's helped things out. Like even the 44 shots they gave up to Pittsburgh, you know, Fleury was obviously good, but a lot of those shots weren't the most dangerous either. So uh, they're doing a better job defensively right now. And it's, look, two games to the under you know, for Chicago as well since the coaching change. So a little bit more responsibility, more discipline, more structure defensively. That's been the mantra uh, being uh, uttered toward the players from Derek King, the head coach. And we're sort of seeing Chicago uh, play that way uh, right now. And this Arizona Coyotes team, they just couldn't withstand prosperity. And that's what it's going to be. I guarantee you, if you bet Arizona off a win this year, you're going to make money. Like you just bet them off a win. Because I, they're going to be hard pressed to go on those two, three, four game winning streaks, you know, at any point this year. And we saw that on full display. They beat Seattle, they get that first win of the year. And of course, they fall flat, lose 5 2 uh, to Minnesota the next game after that. And uh, here's an interesting bet. Like, I don't have anything on this game. It's a pass, but I'll throw out a lean. And the lean to me is the Arizona Coyotes team total under two and a half in this game. Now, you got to lay a price. But Chicago's played some better defense the last couple games. Two wins. They held Nashville to a goal. They held Pittsburgh to just two goals. They're holding those two teams below three goals. Why can't they hold Arizona below three? So we'll lean to Arizona under team total, two and a half uh, in this one. Andrew, your thoughts, Coyotes and Blackhawks? Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, uh, Carmine Bianco, who you know I work with, uh, he's making this joke about uh, teens being a free space on the bingo card. Kind of when you play bingo, you get that open wild card spot. That's kind of been Arizona for the season. I mean, you play them, it's the free space on the bingo card. And uh, one thing funny about them, you know, when they lose, they lose by margin, guys. It's not like they just they lose that many games by one. So puck line victories haven't been too hard to come by. But I think this is, isn't a spot where – I think later in the season – We'll start seeing some teams maybe take Arizona lightly, and we'll see Arizona shock a few teams. But at this point, we've got a Blackhawks team that had an atrocious start. They're hungry to get some wins under their belt. I'm on the Hawks in regulation. Don't love it, but I have a small play on it. Half a unit here for me. I I, I just think that uh, if Chicago, Chicago wants to build some confidence, this is a team to do it against. Yeah, I've been on Chicago the last two games, and I, like I said, I just made it up my mind that I'm going to ride this team and bet on them after the coaching change every game until I lose. So you would think I'd be back on Chicago tonight, but I'm not going to take them at this price. They're still not that team. I'm ready to lay this price or even the regulation line is not the uh, greatest price in the world by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, the uh, Blackhawks uh, in uh, regulation in this game is still around that minus, you know, 125 minus 130 range. 
Uh, so I'm going to pass. But yeah, Chicago right now is a one-way team with this little momentum. It's only been two games. I get it. But a little momentum that they've built uh, since the coaching change last weekend. Jimmy, what do you think here? Arizona, Chicago. Jimmy pass. Jimmy pass. There you go. Uh, on this one between the uh, Coyotes uh, and the uh, Blackhawks. But uh, interesting game. And by the way, this guy's been through a lot. You know, the hefty contract, a lot of injuries. But shout out to Andrew Ladd, you know, scoring a breakaway goal the other night against Minnesota for this uh, Arizona Coyotes team. And, you know, it's a guy that's been through a lot. Uh, you know, he's on the down, you know, he's at the tail end of his long NHL career. Uh, so kudos to him. Nice breakaway goal the other night and still out there playing, competing. Uh, good, good on Andrew Ladd, uh, seeing him score uh, the other night for the uh, Coyotes. All right, we'll get to best bets and we'll wrap up the show in just a second. But first, we want to let everybody know about DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner uh, of the NHL and great uh, partners here with the Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network. The NHL season's here. Uh, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, DraftKings Sportsbook. We have an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a goal, it doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, deflection, breakaway, however they light the lamp, you win. If DraftKings isn't available in your state yet, don't worry. The Sportsbook, uh, they won't leave you empty-handed. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use that promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets to wrap up this Friday edition of the show. Panthers in, uh, lost in a shootout to snap my best bet streak uh, yesterday, but we're still a pretty good 5-2-1 and one run with those. We'll see if we can uh, get back in the win column with those tonight for best bets. We'll go around the horn. We'll start with Andrew. Uh, what do you like for your Friday best bet? Best bet, I'm going with Capitals on their back-to-back situation. They've proven that they can uh, they can win in back-to-back spots. I don't think they were tested big time um, last night. And I think that uh, the re- the rust might be there, not, e- not even the rest um, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And they're without some key guys. So uh, give me the Capitals here, short favorites. All right, Washington Capitals here to get the job done. Minus 130, uh, best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, best bet. I'm going to stick with that game as well. The Caps on the puck line. All right, Jimmy, puck line. Washington minus one and a half, plus 175. Best bet for uh, Jimmy in this one. Mine is going to be Edmonton Buffalo over six, minus 115. Uh, I think we'll see goals in that one. Uh, We saw them last night, Edmonton, Boston. That was one of my plays as well, not just the Oilers, but Edmonton, Boston over. Uh, I was on that as well. And I think we'll see another high scoring game. Buffalo gone over the total in four straight games. 
against Skinner, though, I do think at home they're going to be able to find the back of the net. And I certainly think the Oilers will do that against a Buffalo team that has given up four and five goals with regularity to the opponent in their last few games. So uh, Oilers, Sabres, over six uh, for my best bet for this Friday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Remember, we don't take weekends off here at the Ice Guys. We're here for you. Seven days a week. We'll be back Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern, with weekend editions of the Ice Guys to break down the NHL card. A reminder, if you can't watch the Ice Guys live on YouTube, which is seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch it live on YouTube, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Make sure you download the podcast when you can't watch the Ice Guys live. For Andrew McGinnis and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for a weekend edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.